What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual convo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork podcast. And today is just myself, Sammy, and Jenna. No guests today other than the one and only COVID-19. <laughs> I was going to say you sound like um, Phoebe from Friends when she has her sexy voice. Like Ooh, that's you right now, right? Like sexy. I feel like we actually kind of missed the opportunity. I feel like Tuesday was like the height of your sexy voice, but <laughs> I like couldn't breathe. Like I don't even know how to recreate what I sounded like. But for those listening, I have COVID nineteen. But even more sad, my four month old daughter has COVID nineteen, and this was our first go is our first go, not was, still continuously our first go at sickness, fever, and many, many sleepless nights. So Jenna and I thought, why not make a podcast when we, when Jenna's basically been my personal sleep anxiety coach over the last month or month, it feels like a fucking month. (laughs) Um, And I think I sent you this in a voice memo this morning, because I've been voice memoing you every second of last night I was scrolling TikTok um in my sits bath which I'm still taking sits baths at four <laughs> months postpartum that's fun um that's a whole nother podcast episode and I saw a pediatrician that was talking about how he tells all of his patients that in the first 24 months of your child's life you can expect one virus or one illness every single month and 50% of that month they will have either congestion, cough, runny nose. And I, I came out of the sits bath and I was like, why doesn't anyone tell us this? Slash, can we return our child? <laughs> and I can concur as my son is 21 months that that is absolutely correct. <laughs> like, yep. Absolutely. With or without daycare, with or without childcare, correct. like 1000% correct. Yeah. And it's funny how everyone's like daycare, daycare, daycare. But then you, I mean, you gave me that peace of mind because Sienna also is supposed to start daycare on Monday, which like, as long as she's okay and clear and all the stuff from the doctor, great. But like you said, they're shoving their hands in their mouth. Constantly. Once they do that. Yeah. Literally garbage can. He's like, Ooh, garbage can. Like, no. (laughs) What about that looks delicious? Yeah. It's like an (laughs) elf when uh he's like eating the gum off the street yes. even though child can't eat gum right now um no I but... mean Noah has been out of daycare just a personal choice for us for a full month he has not been in in the entire month of October we paid for September Oct- he went two weeks out of the September because he was sick the other two weeks um in the month of October he's 
been sick the entire month. Like he has a double, he's still on antibiotics for a double ear infection right now. Like this, not just pours out of his nose. And as moms at like some point or parents, you're like, he's just teething. And then like, I tell myself that. And then we go to the doctor and they're like, no, he has a double ear infection. He's probably had it for weeks. And I'm like, wow, fucking kill me. <laughs> like This poor kid. It's wild. It's insane. And it's like, and I know that it's like just starting some, but it's like the first four months were like amazing where we didn't have to deal with that. And now it's like, oh my God, like this is realistically going to be all the time. Like it's never going to be ending. And now that, you know, you see RSV everywhere on the news and everything. And obviously COVID flu season is here. So it's just like going to be nonstop. So I feel like we can take this episode to not only just like normalize children being sick and like that shit storm, but also just the little teeny tiny things that we can do, whether you have kids or not to take care of yourself during sickness. Because I think, I know you were dropping some like tips to me and just words of wisdom, but I think on a food freedom journey, people get so caught up with like, oh, it's going to set me back because they go back to that diet mentality, black or white thinking of like all or nothing on or off kind of thing. When it's like, no, 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 no. Like being sick is a part of life and literally just resting, hydrating and getting any, any nourishment, literally anything you can put in your body means you're taking care of yourself. And please don't go to the gym. (laughs) Because the amount of people that I've seen like in fitness spaces that are like, yeah, like I'm just getting over this or and I'm like, please go home. <laughs> like your body doesn't need this right now. Um, before we hop into that though, the one thing I do want to put out there because I taught it to you, someone taught it to me. That means somebody out there doesn't know this. When you're as this is part of the mom aspect of the chat. If your baby is sick and you are sucking the snot boogers. Did you know that you're supposed to put the saline up their nostrils first? Because I didn't, Sammy didn't. I was torturing my kid for weeks and she was torturing hers. And apparently it makes a huge difference. It like lubricates their nose so that it doesn't hurt so much when somebody's literally like sucking the boogers out of your nose. Um, so I'm just putting that out there. Hopefully it helps somebody. And I checked this morning, it literally says right on the saline spray. Like it tells you to do that. But I hadn't used the saline yet, like in general, but knowing that now I did it this morning, but I just, we have her and I have that congestion that it's like, there's nothing coming out of your nose. It's just like deep internally in there. So I don't know, like if I can even get anything out of her, but who knows? (laughs) Who knows? So where should we start? Like where do we start? I feel like. (laughs) I feel like let's start in the non-mom space first of just like when you're sick, like there, there doesn't need to be any focus on anything. And like you said, I think you voice memoed me the other day. So what did you tell me? You were like, if you literally just drink drink water water today, (laughs) you're doing a good job. Right. And I think from the sense of not to bring it back to the mom space too, but the hardest part about being sick as a parent is that you don't have the ability to just take care of yourself, right? Because if your kid's not sick, you have to take care of them. And if your kid is sick, you have to take care of them, right? So you're taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself and this human that depends on you, um, which is really hard, (laughs) important and hard, and it makes things very challenging. And so from the perspective of 
meeting your needs, right? I think it, it becomes very, very difficult when you take the rest out of the equation at, from like its fullest potential, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember when I had COVID and Noah had COVID, like there was no slowing down. And that's why it took me forever to recover because I didn't lay in bed at all, right? So I think from the perspective of if you have the ability to rest, you really need to do so. If you do not, the one thing that I know we all can do, and I say this to clients all the time, like there's so much in life we can't control, but you are the only person that can bring the water bottle to your lips. Like <laughs> if that's all you can do, like just make sure that you make that your goal and like your purpose for the day, because it does make a huge difference. And you can add things to that water that also can help your body too, like electrolytes. Yes. And that's such a good point. Like even, and that literally, if you would have, you know, I'm thinking like, like two, three days ago, how the thought of like getting up off the couch when my water bottle was like on the Island and like not in reach, like <laughs> it took everything in me to like, be like, just get up off the fucking couch and go get your water bottle. But like, I did it. And like to celebrate that and to Win know like <laughs> you're literally doing a good job. Um, and like have to give a shout out to my husband because mm -hmm. some by, somehow by the grace of God, he did not get COVID. Amazing. And I had my booster shot scheduled for the day I tested positive. How ironic. He had his booster, I think like a week or so before. And I know that doesn't like stop you from getting it, but he somehow doesn't have it. So he's been handling the majority of the nights. Um, but she's not sleeping. And so there's, you know, there's nights I'm still popping in at 1am or 4am or like, you know, and it's, it's wild. It is just, it's, it's the wild west of parenting. Like this is one of the parts of parenting that like no one talks about, I think. Because if you knew this, would you be like, sure, sign me up for kids? <laughs> like, <laughs> cause if I knew this, I'd be like, no, like I need to live in, like I need to move somewhere. I need yes. to move in with my mom. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, this is, and I remember I was telling you this before we hit record, like the anxiety that I still feel when Noah gets sick, but even more so when they're younger, the anxiety that I would feel about nighttime before they would get sick in general. And then when they get sick, like you're in a routine, you're in a groove, like things are happening and then they get sick and you're like, wow, like we're back to day one, night one. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. This little baby doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And like, nobody's getting better because we're up and down all night long. And like, I, I am very, I'm not at all shy about saying this. Like we, Matt and I hired two sleep coaches throughout Noah's two years, almost two years on earth mm -hmm. thus far, because I needed the help and the support. And I remember like frantically calling the woman when Noah was around five months old and he got pretty sick. Um, and I said to her, I'm like, we've lost all of our progress with sleep. Like he's literally back to being a newborn that has no idea how to sleep. And like, I don't know what to do. And that anxiety was all consuming. And she said to me, like, you do whatever you have to, to get through this sickness and the baby will find its way back to what it knows. And like, you just have to trust that because otherwise yeah. like I would have gone crazy and they do, they did. And like, even if you don't have a great sleeper to begin with, like they will sleep. Like the, the saying is true. Like they don't go to college, not knowing how to sleep. <laughs> Kids figure it out, but, but it's really hard. And it's really hard as a parent. And it's really hard as somebody who really prioritizes their sleep. Like for me personally, it's 
so important to me. Um, in my own recovery journey, it's something that like I've noticed is like the biggest trigger for me is when I'm exhausted because it brings me back to the days where I used to not sleep and wake up at four o'clock in the morning to go exercise after not sleeping. And, you know, all of those things, like it's this cycle of trigger and stress for me. And I only learned that. (laughs) Well, because, because you can get away with it when it's just you, like, you know what I mean? Like, and not that obviously like anyone that doesn't have kids, it's really important to work on yourself and better yourself and you'll enjoy your life a hell of a lot more if you do. But when you're, when, when there's another life involved that you're in charge of for lack of better words in the beginning, right. And that you're taking care of and you're caring for, like you have to have your emotions regulated or you have to just be aware of them. And I know we were talking about that before we hit record of like the rage that can come up or the anxiety or the just the stress of when they're screaming in the middle of the night and you're doing everything you possibly can to put them down and they just will not go down. Like it's scary what can come up. So it's not about them in that moment. It's about yourself and how you can come down and calm down and the things that you can do. Uh, and yeah, that, I can't agree with you more that it feels right now with the sickness, like we knock on wood, we're very lucky that she was a pretty good sleeper, but we're like back to newborn days right now where it's just like every hour there's, she won't go down for an hour or you get them asleep in your arms. You put them down screaming, pick them up, get them asleep in the arms, put them down screaming. Doesn't want to sit down, got to bounce around, walk around the house for an hour at 3am. So it's, uh, it's very like, did you know that that was parenting before you had Sienna? Because I didn't. <laughs> like, nope. I didn't know, but I also no. never asked. Like, yeah. those are things like you don't ask. And like, now it's like taboo. Like, you don't ask a new mom, like, how, how are they sleeping? Like, they're not. Like, yeah, who not. the hell, who the hell said <laughs> sleeping like a baby? Like, who made that quote? Because if you're, you're sleeping like a baby, you're time. not sleeping. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's just crazy town, but at the same breath, like, it's so funny how you can like have such a fucking hard night. And then like when she's up in the morning and she's like giggling and like smiling at you, you're just like, okay, whatever. Like i want to put my head through a wall, but like, you're so fucking cute and it's fine. So just crazy. Is, and it's, I, it gets easier and harder and all of like the same ways, right. Or different ways I should say, because it's still really hard. Like sleep is still something that I know, like there's a two year regression that I'm sure we're like approaching. Right. Um, Noah crawled out of his crib the other day. Like that was fun. Matt and I heard this like big boom. And I was like, Oh my God, it just happened. Like it ha- he thinks he's Spider-Man. So he like, likes to climb on things. Now. I was going to say he does, yeah. he's probably like, I can mm-hmm. do this. He literally said the other day, I'm climbing. And I was like, no, like, you are not like get down. But, you know, like there's all of these things that come up and happen. And like, I think what we were mentioning before, like the resiliency and the patience that it requires to be a parent and a, a good influence on your kids is like, it's so admirable and like I don't give I didn't give my parents enough credit until I had a kid because like again it's just like things that you just don't know until you know 
Yep. That is, ain't that the truth? (laughs) Ain't that the truth? And then from a nutritional perspective too, I mean, especially with babies and kids, but also with adults, because this is still a nutrition podcast, right? You know, I always used to say that like every bite counts. And so like, if you're not feeling good, you know, get in whatever you can, like, even if it's just broth like broth is actually super nutritious but like saltines were like all I could have the other day yeah like didn't do anything you just have to remember like deduce it to the nutrients that it is and like it's providing you with energy and like your body the reason and this is something that I did a talk on this once that the reason sometimes it's harder for a lot of people to heal from any type of illness is because your body's in overdrive like if you remember ever working in the hospital or during your internship like when I would calculate like tube feeds and stuff like that, like you have to account for the injury factor, right? And an injury factor when you're in the hospital or when you're sick in general is your body's immune system and your metabolism working in overdrive to help fix the illness, right? And so that means your needs are elevated, but oftentimes people are not eating or drinking anything. And that's where this like imbalance happens and we don't get better. So drink the Gatorade because you need the nutrients, like eat the saltines, do the things that you need to do to get the food in. And if you can get a little protein in whatever form it is that feels good to you, like that's going to be really helpful too. And so bringing that full circle with kids, like when Noah has been sick, like I literally do whatever I can to get any type of protein in his body because otherwise like all he would eat is goldfish all day which is fine but it's not helping him heal either right because he'll eat like two of them and be like I'm done like no no (laughs) like we're not done here (laughs) that's such a good point though and I I feel like I've been living on Powerade and Gatorade and things like that because like I just knew like I wasn't getting enough in and I was trying so hard, but like when you get like nauseous and then like, it's such a catch 22, but trying to just get as many calories, AKA energy and carbohydrates from liquid can be, and then obviously it provides hydration as well, but that's been a huge part of recovery. And then for the little one as well, it's like her intake, she dropped to like half the amount of ounces that she usually drinks because First of all, they can't breathe out of their mouth yet. I don't believe so. And then she's congested. And so she was like turning away from the bottle. She wouldn't even latch. Like I couldn't get her to latch at all. So then we were stressed, like, because that's not only their intake from like a nutrition perspective, but that's their hydration as well. So it's just like you said, any little bit that we could get in her same thing. It's just every little bite or thirst, you know, quench helps, um, And that's where like, yes, nutrient density is important, but can we just focus on like quantity first? Because if you're not getting enough, it doesn't necessarily matter as much about the nutrient breakdown. Like you said, if you're nowhere near the caloric intake that you need to be getting to help your body on overdrive, it doesn't matter what your breakdown is. You just got to get something in. And that's where we see that perpetual sickness, not in babies because they're licking garbage cans, um, but in adults because we're constantly under fueling our bodies. So like this goes back to that disordered eating, our message in general, right? Like if you're not eating enough every single day, 
sick or not, you're yeah. decreasing your body's immune system. You're decreasing your immune system and your body's ability to heal and fight disease. Mm -hmm. So like eating adequately is important for so many things, including preventative measures for the flu season, which is upon us, my friends. <laughs> Let's talk about, we like never do this on here, but because we're talking talk about, about nutrition, <laughs> yeah, nutrition what's that? Um, but I, I want to hear yours and I'll share just, and I, I'm probably stealing your favorite one because I know how much you love peanut butter. But um, if we go back to our drunk dietitian days of crunchy versus crunchy or smooth. Yeah. Crunchy or smooth. So you already know I'm team smooth, but um, like easy ways to add more calories, AKA more energy, because that's something I've been like, Oh my God, like it's hard when you're just feeling nauseous and sick and, and just like, honestly, just no appetite. So for example, this morning we have these like English muffin type, do you know what crumpets are from Trader Joe's? They're like the, like they're the British version and they have like the holes where you like toast it. And if you put the butter in it, it's like so, so good. Oh my God. Amazing. So we have crumpets and I usually do put butter on them, but I was like, Oh, okay. If I slather this in a ton of peanut butter, that's going to help give me a couple hundred extra calories, however many, you know, and grams of fat and just trying to get more energy in. So that's like an easy way where I'm not taking like, it's not a huge volume of food where it's like overwhelming, but just a way that you can add more. Or I'll give it one more shout out to my husband who basically cooks me every meal, made me a quesadilla for lunch and like cut up some avocado and put it in there. And so just like adding that avocado in with the cheese. You better meat. be careful because someone's going to snatch Luke right out from under you after <laughs> you're saying he's up all night with the baby cooking you all <laughs> your meals. Like, hello. I know he like packed everything for daycare that we need next week. He did laundry. I'm like, but he, he goes back to work, um, on Monday as well. So he, he's on paternity leave right now and he's absolutely crushing it. Like I would be dead if it wasn't for him. Um, but that addition of avocado in there, like so easy, like it doesn't make the quesadilla huge. It doesn't make it overwhelming. Honestly, didn't even really see it in there. But again, adding right there, like grams of fat, fiber, as well as those extra calories that just help add in more energy. Yes, I love this. And I think, you know, something I do with Noah. So again, he's almost two and his eating habits are okay. I mean, toddlers are super picky, but something I do with him that I also do with Matt when he's not feeling well or for myself is olive oil. So like Noah loves pasta. So I'll make him protein pasta, bonza pasta, regular pasta. And I will douse that with olive oil so that he's getting those fats and he's getting those nutrients. Now for Matt and myself, like if we're not feeling well, but we're up for like a meal, that's like maybe pasta with a, even a sauce on it. Like I'll add extra oil on top of that to add extra calories for, or from that meal. It's already mm -hmm. like going to mix in. It's going to make the meal more flavorful. It's going to help me absorb more nutrients. Um, and it's going to make it taste delicious. But like, even if I just wanted like pasta with oil and garlic on it, like so simple and it's providing nutrients that maybe my body really that I know my body really needs at that time um in addition to smoothies like for me most of the time I can stomach a smoothie if I'm not feeling well unless it's like really far gone like stomach issues um but for viruses and I recently had some sort of like throat infection like I was um 
living off of smoothies and just putting a ton of peanut butter, <laughs> um, a ton of fruit, a ton of different types of seeds like in it to blend it up and just make it really substantial. Even avocado in my smoothie was mm -hmm. like a really frozen avocado is amazing. Whole foods has that by me. Um, but it's just like an amazing, easy way to get a ton of extra calories and energy and all of the things that you need in there. Um, in addition to like, I know you use them too, but protein powders can be super helpful and they're not diety when they're literally a necessity and like giving you protein. If not cooking is if cooking is something that you physically cannot do when you're sick, like you can scoop protein into a smoothie. And if it's, you know, one that doesn't make you, if it's one that makes you feel good, like it can be really nutritious and beneficial. Yes. You literally took the words right out of my mouth after you were, you were talking about the olive oil. I was listening, absorbing that information. And then I was like, Ooh, I'm going to share liquid calories again. Just like we talked about Gatorade, those things hit that home plus smoothies. That's one of the only other things I've been able to really stomach and exactly like you say, you can pack so much in there where it's just feeling like liquid, right? So it's not like this huge meal laid out on a plate and it it's not overwhelming and you can get so much goodness in there and it's so easy. And then like you said, from a kiddo perspective, once obviously Sienna's not, you know, eating yet, she's a little early for that, but it's a great way that you can sneak some things in there and, and get some different nutrients and, um, just more energy in there. More and the smoothie is one of those things that like, you don't have to eat in one sitting, right? Like you can have that big things. I don't know. I'm thinking of my like splendor thing that I drink out of. Like yeah. you can have that sitting on your desk on the couch with you for hours. Like it's not going to go bad. It might not be as good when it's not super cold, but like yeah. you can always add more ice and blend it back up. Um, and I remember when I worked in long-term care, I probably can't say his name, but there was the name of a doctor and all of his patients who were really sick that needed a ton of calories, he would prescribe to me because I was the dietitian, his last name and the shake. So his name started with an S and it was like the blah, blah, blah shake. And I would be like, like, what is this? Like I was new. It was my first job out of college. I didn't even have my RD yet. I was like taking the test I'd be like, like, what is this? And it was literally ice cream, whole milk, um, a banana and probably ice. Like that was it and blended yeah. up. And he was like, my patients drink it. It gives them hundreds of calories. They love it. And it helps them heal. And I was like, this guy's awesome. <laughs> like that's Amazing. what a great idea. Right. Yes. So we could do that too. Yes. I think this is such an important conversation and this leads back to, you know, one of the big myths of intuitive eating that we don't, yes. you know, as intuitive eating dietitians, you don't care don't about nutrition. health. You don't care about nutrition. <laughs> When the 10th principle of intuitive eating is gentle nutrition, but before you can get to principle 10, typically we like to work through the first nine principles. Um, but I think it's an important conversation and it just shows like when you're using nutrition from a place of self-care, right? With the intention of taking care of yourself, it's great. We're not saying that you have to do these things, that you should do these things, that you should feel guilty if you don't do these things. Um, but they're really important tips that when you're in a season of sickness, if your kids are in a season of sickness with cold and flu season upon us, I think this episode is going to be really helpful for everyone listening. I hope so. And like, if you're a soup person, you know, 
crock pot recipes are super simple, but also please don't be afraid to drink and eat soup out of the can, right? Like I know there's a huge stigma around canned foods. I don't know if there still is, but there definitely was when we worked at ShopRite. Yep. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the reality is, is that there's salt in there for many reasons, but your body also needs the salt. So let's not shy away from things that maybe will make you feel good and that are easy that you have access to. Um, yes. I think that's a really important thing to kind of nail home for us and to bring it back to parents for any of the parents listening out there, especially if you are home, if you are the one that stays home when your kid gets sick just know you are not alone. <laughs> like you have a family here. <laughs> we understand. Unfortunately, now Sammy is in the same boat. You had a good run, but now you get in. <laughs> now this goes back to all text you when I'm like, how do people have multiple children? Like that, that thought right now, like with sickness, I'm just like, how do people do it? Yeah. I don't get it. I have a friend who has three kids and one of her kids, her oldest is sick right now. And she was like telling me like the juggling that she had to do to get the other two kids taken care of. So she could take the one to the doctor, then get the other two kids to school. Like, I'm like, talk about, we talked about this in the episode that you were unfortunately not on that who knows if it'll come out before or after, but being an overstimulated parent, right? Like, can't wait to listen to that one. one. We talked a lot about that. But, you know, that overstimulation and that brain activity, it's a stress increaser. And again, going back to nutrition, when we're high stress, our immune system goes down. And so figuring out how to really understand self-care as a parent to protect yourself from illness is really, it's an important thing. And maybe we'll do a whole nother episode on that because I'm sure many people could relate to those tips and tricks. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like me. (laughs) Overstimulation is like I don't I've like somehow ended up on like overstimulation parent TikTok there's like a whole like tornado hole of that because I I just get so many moms in like overstimulation and I'm like oh hey it's me can Uh, I join you (laughs) yeah just now that you're talking about it it'll probably come up on your phone but (laughs) um oh just crazy crazy okay so as we wrap this, we didn't start with it, but we could end with it. Let's let's end with our what the actual fork moments for the week. Hmm. You have one. I'm trying to think. I know I had one on Tuesday and now I can't remember it. Today is Thursday, everybody. Do you want me um, to go first? Yeah. Okay. Mine, shout out to Julie, the dietitian on the Fine Food Freedom team. Um, love Julie. So we were on team meeting yesterday um and she was like can you please do a tiktok on manjaro and i was like if for anybody not watching this jenna's face is like about to throw up um and i was like i know i had heard about it but honestly i think i've said like i i i so filter what i take in that i don't get like diet culture bullshit And so Julie sent me like 40 TikToks because she apparently like blew up a comment section and now she's just getting like pummeled with Manjaro, like air quotes, testimonials of before and after videos on TikTok. And so for the last 24 hours, I've been on like a Manjaro, like deep dive, like just detective mode and holy shit. Like what the actual fuck? Is that the same as Ozempic? Is that like the 
Oh, the, um, the generic oh, or is that oh, different? Oh, oh, <laughs> isn't it that one? That's all I know. It's like their jingle. Am I right? I think so. You're if you're not right, you just gave them the best marketing ever. But oh, like... Yeah, like we're not <laughs> saying to take these, but yes, it's a GLP one, I believe. I've been doing a okay. lot of uh dusting of my Ugh. nutrient metabolism stuff, but no, so it it's basically a medication for type two diabetes to get, you know, to lower your A1C. It says on the website, this is not a weight loss drug, and but it is being rapidly prescribed as a weight loss drug. Um, it has oh, extremely so scary sim- uh, side effects, symptoms. And, and then I, I posted a video on TikTok yesterday. I haven't even posted my review yet. Jenna, you did I, it? I, oh, I can't wait. No, 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 I haven't. Oh. But yesterday I posted a video saying, should I? And already the comment section, this drug has saved my life. Oh, and I'm like, oh God, I'm about to- Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I got it. I should not be here. I got to back out. But <laughs> you know, I can't say no. So just- and I can't wait to do at this because I can't the actual do that fuck. research. Yeah. What the actual so fuck? Sad. It's a hard no for me on Manjaro. Yeah, That's me mine. too. um okay I know I'll lighten the mood for us after that bomb um I saw I was tagged (laughs) I was tagged in a TikTok this week somebody's profile and then of course I got lost in his profile and like it's some guy who's a a carnivore or whatever but he's an athlete okay hair quotes um and he has one TikTok video where he's like take a testicle shot with me and he like pulls out this like um Ziploc bag that has like red water in it. I don't know if it's blood, bloody water, whatever it is. And there is a giant nut in the bag. Don't know where it came from. Don't know what animal it's from. And he takes a shot glass and he pours the red water juice, whatever it is into the shot glass and takes a shot of it. And he's like, this is the reason that I'm so good at my sport. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Do you think he's kidding though? Like, do you think that like, you know, if you do that, you're going to go viral, right? Right. Yes. But like, also, like, I could honestly throw up just thinking about it. And I have a very strong stomach when it comes to that kind of stuff. But like, where do you even buy something like that? Like, and how? And how are these people not getting salmonella or like any type of foodborne illness from like, I don't understand. Excuse me. I, I I'm actually going to throw up. <laughs> Whenever you started that story with testicle shot, I thought he was going to whip his balls out and put a shot in his testicle on video. And I was like, where is this going? I mean, I don't think what you said is any better, but I'm glad you weren't watching. Unfortunately, this one stays up on TikTok, whereas that one probably would have been taken down. (laughs) But it's like the social media space too. And I mean, I know the people that love us and follow us, like they're not impacted this by this at all. But like, I was actually reading something that said TikTok is actually hiding videos from like the for you page. If you talk about like disordered eating or you use the word disorder, or you talk about, you know, recovery type journeys, but you're not like sharing a sad story. Like you're giving advice. Like, unless you have a huge account already, they were talking about like, they hide and shadow ban like disabilities and like a whole other list of like non-health and wellness things. But in the space that we're in right now, like, I don't know about you, but my engagement is like, I'm like, 
are, is anybody there? <laughs> like, you know, oh, for sure. <laughs> and that's what I don't understand. And I have people they're like, I feel like a little army in our community where they're messaging me. Like I have, I've had to search your name. Like you don't show up for me anymore. And they even, and they follow. So they're not even like looking on the for you page. They're on the following page. And they're like, I don't see your videos. And I'm like, well, that's because of the calorie deficit drama, but uh, we are like not even on, on TikTok anymore. I don't know what to do. It's it's wild. It's honestly wild. And it's really disheartening. And then you see a video like the testicles that has millions of views. And I'm like, maybe I should just drink some beef testicle and see what happens. Maybe we maybe just, it's good for our immune system. Maybe you just need to piss in a cup, take a swig of it, and you know, just I don't know. Or maybe we just like start some crazy trend of like I still have am actively pumping. Like I'll just be like, look, I drink my own titty milk every day. And I bet you that you. would go viral. And I am sure there's like a whole community. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure. So these are the things that we have to do now. Cheers. Drink your water, everybody. (laughs) Cheers to that. So this was a great episode. What a turn we, or what a, a, a turn that we've taken as we are closing out, but just ending thoughts here. Um, take care of yourself one day at a time, one baby step at a time. Anything you want to say as we close out? I just can't wait to hear what Chelsea names this episode. (laughs) She's always like, wow, guys, that was a lot. <laughs> I know. For those listening, I know most people probably know Chelsea's name by now, but she's our podcast manager, names our episodes, and she'll literally text us and be like, whoa, you guys are- uh, <laughs> You covered you a okay? lot in that one. <laughs> you okay? No, Chelsea, we're not, not, okay. not okay. We're not okay. Um, I voice memoed her the other day when I was picking up Noah's meds, and I was like, I told her like a whole bunch of things. Chelsea, I love you. And then afterwards, I literally had to say, Chelsea, I'm really sorry. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I'm driving to pick up meds. I can't swallow. <laughs> like, Noah's not going to have childcare the rest of the week. And I'm just trying to survive over here. <laughs> like, We're all just trying to survive. <laughs> I was crying on my kitchen floor yesterday. So we just, you just have those days, you know? And I think it's important though, that we share how, unhinged we are because yes, because the highlight is, is not realistic no <laughs> like, not at all like our kids are really cute but they're also very normal children who have a lot of shit going on <laughs> well that was this is again a whole nother episode and then we'll stop but I remember like Luke and I looked at each other like the week we had our you know our baby Sienna and we were like we had no idea how much kids cry like, because when you think about it, everyone's just posting like when they're sleeping or like the one smile you get when they're right, like four the months old. Yeah, in a whole <laughs> like, day. And you get it on camera. And they just, just pooped and that's why they yeah. smiled. Oh my God. <laughs> Only time. Like, Only time is when she shits. And so it's like, if like, if you only posted like the screaming and the tantrums and like it would, it's, it's the same. It's just, oh. That's this morning, on- Noah threw a tantrum because he asked for the waffle that I gave him. Okay, so, and I, I like woke up early, like I made him waffles with like a pumpkin waffle maker because he loves pumpkins. And like, again, he's like not the best eater. And so I was like, he's going to love these. And I, I want, I'm like, okay. So I gave him pumpkin. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I've been Anyways. thinking, I've been thinking about you in some of our early mornings. Cause 
honestly, like screen time has been one of our biggest things to get us through this week. And just the amount of cocoa melon in our house. Oh. And she's just like a little zombie baby watching it. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Just it is watch. fine. I know every single fucking song by heart. Yeah. What's the my clean, excavator? The, what's the cleanup one eye. about like we had we a good are the day. clean machines. We're ready to go. That one. No, I think it was like something about like clean up like we had a good day what it's something about how they had a good day but like you have to clean up now at the end of the day or maybe that was bluey fucking love bluey i'm like i just like i'm getting into all these shows now um oh we know every fire truck song like just everything oh my god i could talk for hours but we gotta go yeah we gotta wrap this now we'll make this part too really know we're unhinged take care we love you bye Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all your friends and faves and follow along with us on social at What the Actual Fork Pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have while fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for a lot more fun.